Welcome back to another episode of Good Skin Circle. This is your host, Ashley Curtis, and today is the best day ever on our show today because my very good friend, Ashley Melcher, is joining us for a conversation all about imposter syndrome. You may know Ashley on Instagram as Wax.Ash, where she shares a plethora of insider beauty business knowledge and pours her heart and soul into education. Ashley is a Brazilian waxing specialist and a celebrity expert brow artist in Santa Monica, California, and she's honestly one of the most hilarious and genuine human beings I've ever met and had the pleasure of knowing. I know that you're going to get so much value out of this episode, and by hearing Ashley's super inspiring journey, I even learned so much more about her during this conversation, and I took quite a few things away from it that I know will help me in my own business and with my mindset. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Good Skin Circle. I am in Santa Monica right now with Wax That Ash. It's your boy. <laughs> and you might hear a little bit of construction going on. We're in her new space. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, there just happens to be some construction happening. So if you hear that, that's what it is. <laughs> We're going to try to drown that out, though, with um, all of the wonderful advice that Ashley's going to give you about imposter syndrome. So um, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited we're finally doing this. Um, it's been a long time coming, you guys. With me and Ash, we really have to plan things in, in advance <laughs> because if we don't, like, we'll never see each other. We barely, like, <laughs> we only talk to each other on Instagram sometimes because we're both, we both get so busy. Um, so I'm so happy that we're finally doing this. I'm so happy too. We're actually in her studio doing like an admin day together. So we're both uh, off on Mondays. We don't see clients on Mondays. So we usually do stuff working on our businesses. So it's just fun to like be with another person who does have to do stuff like that. Because as you know, like we're... um, we're solo for the most part in our businesses. So it's so nice to like have someone to relate to and someone who really gets like this part of like working on the business. I think sometimes people forget that like we have so much work to do other than seeing clients. Yeah. And it's nice to, even if we're just sitting in a room, like in silence, like Ashley was doing something on her computer, I was putting away like inventory and it's just (laughs) nice, like being in the presence of someone else. So you're just not alone being like, why am I missing everything? (laughs) So highly recommend if you have like an SD bestie or someone who's in the same industry as you, um, to do your admin day together. Yeah. Hot tip. Hot tip. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey, Ashley. Okay. So it's funny because sometimes I think being on Instagram, I feel like people who just find my page or, whatever. They just think I'm this esthetician (laughs) who's been doing this for so long. Um, my business is very new. Um, and I've 
it's taken a lot to get here. You guys, there's been a lot of twists and turns. So I just want to kind of give you a background story about me. Um, I am the middle child. I'm the creative one. I'm the average go with the flow kind of girl. I am, I have an older sister and a younger sister and Um, growing up, I was the kid who literally did not know what they were going to do. Everybody was worried about me. Like I always (laughs) say this, everyone was worried. What's Ashley going to do when she graduates? And I had no idea. So, um, education has always been a huge passion of mine. So I was going to go to school to be a high school math teacher. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to school to be a high school math teacher because I didn't want to teach young kids. Um, and I was also like moonlighting as a makeup artist. And I finally got to the point where I was like, I want to create a professional kit I saved up money and I flew to LA. I also was uh, raised in Florida for reference. Um, But I flew to LA to go to the International Makeup Artist Trade Show because I was like, I'm going to (laughs) get the most professional kit um, so I can start like raising my prices and stuff like that. And then I had met this company and they kept telling, they, they asked me where I was based out of. And when I told them Orlando, they we're just like, oh, we're doing a show in Orlando. Would you ever want to work it? Because I kept going back to the booth, right? I loved the people there. You were drawn to it. Yeah, I kept going back. I just kept talking to them. Oh, how's your day? You guys want me to grab you a water bottle? Like literally just like <laughs> trying to be in the presence of these people. Um, And so then when they offered me that, they were like, oh, would you ever want to work it? I was just like, is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. So I worked that show with them in November. I didn't have a business card on me. I didn't have anything. <laughs> I really didn't think they were going to call me, you know, and they did. And then they kept calling me. So then I was working the shows in California and the shows in Orlando. And every year, um, Eugenia Weston, who's the creator of Sena Cosmetics, um, was just like, you need to get your license and move out here and work for me. I want you to get your license, move out here and work for me every year. And so finally one year I was in LA and this girl, Nikki, who's from Chicago was just like, Ashley, don't wait till you're 40 to start like chasing your dreams. You know what you want to do. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know because I mean, at this point, Wax That Ash like was not even a thought, you know, I never wanted my own business. My parents have um, opened their own business or have owned their own businesses my whole life. And I could write the book on what not to do, what not to do in business. And also a thousand and one reasons I didn't show up to work. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. So when I was in California that one time when Nikki was like, you need to follow your dreams, I was like, okay, let me look at a school. So I go look at this school and it wasn't drop dead stunning, like modern technologies. It was old. It was 
literally like a 50 year old school in downtown Culver. I wasn't sold on it. I wasn't sold on it. And I was just like, "Mm." and I walk out and I hear shine on you crazy diamond playing by Pink Floyd. (laughs) And I don't know if anybody is a Pink Floyd fan out there, but it's one of my favorite bands. It is my favorite band. And shine on you crazy diamond is one of my favorite songs, but it's 13 minutes long. Words (laughs) don't start till nine minutes in. So you never hear it. Like nobody plays it unless you're at someone's house, you know? (laughs) So I, um, I'm just like, you know what? Shine on you, crazy diamond. (laughs) You do this. So it was a sign from the universe. Literally. (laughs) So I uh, told my, I called my mom and I was like, I'm not moving out. I'm going to stay with you guys and save up for a year to move to LA. I asked my grandma if I could move in with her. I literally, when I moved to LA, you guys, I spent a year, I saved half of every single one of my paychecks and I was never a saver. I was not the friend that you could be like in Florida, the, uh, our beach cocoa beach was like 45 minutes away. Everybody put in like 10, 20 bucks in gas. I wasn't the friend who was going and giving you gas money. Um, (laughs) like never had money (laughs) where it went, who knows really, (laughs) um, And so it was huge for me to save up half of my paycheck. I literally, I found a bank that was a credit union in this weird, like very far from my house, part of town, did not get a card for it, nothing. And I I just put half away every time, like automatically. So So I didn't have to look at it. I never saw it in my bank. It literally just looked like a double number when I got my my paychecks. So And I didn't even have an online login to check. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. After like six months, I was like, okay, let me check like how much is in there. (laughs) It was the first time I had ever had like $4,000 to my name, like 21 years old, never had more than like 700 bucks in her account. Um, And so by the time I moved to California, I saved 13 grand. Wow. Yeah. And I lived in my grandma's office. So it was half an (laughs) office and half my bedroom on a twin size, extra long bed, brought two suitcases and my dog. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to esthetician school. And I don't know. It was always like, oh, okay. I'm just going to esthetician school. Right. Like I, I, like I said earlier, like my, both of my sisters graduated with honors both of them got really great jobs, like right out of high or right out of college, like before they even finished. My sisters have like multiple degrees. And so, so I, going to a trade show or a trade school was kind of like in your mind, it was not. Lesser than. Yes. Yeah. So like, and there were times where I would call my mom and be like, are you proud of me? Because I was just like, oh, like I'm going to esthetician school. I, I didn't even know what an esthetician was before I, before Nikki told me. Um, and I went to esthetician school and I was bored in esthetician school. There was a lot of downtime in my school and I went every single day because I saved up. So I didn't have to work while I was going to school. Also, I was living at grandma's house, so I wasn't paying rent. My rent was basically me cooking us dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, so she didn't have to worry about it. So 
half of my money went towards my tuition and then the other half who knows where that went because <laughs> you were living in LA <laughs> without a car without a car um and so I was about to graduate and Tim the director of my school was like I need to talk to you and I was like oh no I'm not gonna graduate I miscounted my hours I messed something up like something and he brought me in his office and let me tell you at this point in my life you guys I was over LA I was like I'm going to Georgia and I'm going to run a car dealership. Oh my God. <laughs> Out of all the things and all the places to go, Georgia and a car dealership. <laughs> my best friend, Sarah, um, she, her dad owns a car dealership, a used car dealership. And since I worked for Toyota of Orlando for so long, he was like, you can come work there. Makes sense. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> screw LA. <laughs> like, I'm out. I'm out. I was like, I'm never going to be able to live on my own. I'm never going to be able to get a higher paying job. I'm never going to be, how do people live out here? Yeah. Like that was my thoughts. And I had women in my class, like 45 plus years old who were like, you have to stick it out. You have to try it. And I'm like, Janet, Jessica, <laughs> Adria you guys pay for your kids' lives still. And they're my age. Like, I can't ask my parents for 50 bucks. Um, so I uh, go into his office and he tells, Tim tells me, um, like asks me about like my test coming up. And cause I had already got my date at this point. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, can you get to the point like, can you just tell me like that I'm not making it through school, that I failed esthetician school? And he was just like, well, I want to offer you a job. And Amazing. I was like, what? So because I was so bored, every time Tim saw me, I was in the freshman room writing on the board, asking the students, like, what are you having trouble with? Stuff like that. And going above and beyond. Yeah. And then they had told him the students had told Tim Ashley's the only person we're learning from so I was like like, so then me teaching at the school was based on me passing state board which I was like well now I'm destined to fail um because pressure is on yeah and mind you between all of this I had decided I told I told him no I'm moving to Georgia and he said well if anything changes let me know well things changed and I didn't let Tim know and I don't know how he found out but I had gotten a job at Toyota of Marina Del Rey (laughs) (laughs) and he called me in for another meeting and I was like I hear you're not going to Georgia I'm like how how did you hear this (laughs) he knew Um, so I get, I passed my test and two days later I started teaching two days later. I started teaching. I had nightmares of my students for months. I obviously, cause I was just like, well, what, what can I offer them? You know? Um, and so I taught there for about a year before I got a second job because I was only teaching from five to 10 at night. And I was like one of those people on the beach on, at two o'clock on a Tuesday. Like, you're like, what, what do you do? You do you have a job? Yeah. Like a bum. 
Um, and so I got another job. That's when I got a job at European Wax Center. I worked there for just under a year before I got an opportunity to work for Kelly Baker and kind of spearhead like the waxing room that she had there. And it did, it just didn't work out there. I don't know, like really waxing did not take off there, but that's where I started doing a ton of lash lifts. Um, and then honestly, they turned me from an hourly employee into a renter and I was paying like a hundred dollars a day in rent. And it was cheaper for me at that point to get my own studio at Kelly Baker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, it was cheaper for me to get my own studio. That's when I moved to Phoenix and she moved to Phoenix salon suites, mm -hmm. which, uh, similar to Sola or, uh, probably a lot of you are familiar with salon suites. Yeah. Um, so I had my little salon suite and I was there from late November, 2019. And I just moved into this new space and it's just kind of crazy. Like how everything unfolded. Like mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, I never, like, this was never a dream of mine, you know, like owning a business, especially like now I'm in an 800 square foot spot. Like me and Ash are sitting at a huge table in my <laughs> office for training. It's incredible. Very impressive. I mean, the, the journey that you've been on since you started in 2019 and with COVID and all of the things that we, all the hurdles that we've had to be, go through this past year. And the fact that you're sitting here is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. It is really crazy. And I, I discount myself a lot, you know, like I forget about all those things until I'm talking about them on a podcast or on my story or something like that. I'm like, damn, you know what? I actually did a lot of shit to get here. Yes. Like, yes, it, it was probably a year until I even brought aftercare into my business because when I first started my suite, I was barely, I barely had clients. Yep. I was buying like a five pound bag or a 10 pound bag of wax at a time. I was going to Walmart and buying, um, craft sticks mm -hmm. and like a box at a time. I, and now like, and now I'm a star pill pro partner. <laughs> I, like, so can you talk about what that journey has been like for you? Like going from not even really wanting to own a business to now you own this business, it's thriving. You have all these brand partnerships coming up. Like, is it, is it crazy? Like, I feel like that's kind of what imposter syndrome is, is going from something that we didn't think we wanted. Now we have it. Um, but we worked for it and it's kind of like, it's like a feeling of not deserving it. Right. Or yeah. feeling worthy. Yeah. So imposter syndrome, if you were to define it, it's basically for those of you who don't know, it's the idea or the feeling that we have misled or bamboozled somebody about our, our abilities or the idea that we've only succeeded due to luck and not because of our talent or qualifications, which is huge. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you by the end of this podcast, like I'm going to completely eradicate imposter syndrome for no. your life because the reality of it is like, no matter how big you are, like in the industry or how knowledgeable you are, imposter syndrome stems from a place of self-doubt. And I feel like everybody has like some sort of self-doubts. Yes. Um, so even now, like 
I've, I went to IECSC show in Vegas and you were with me yes. and <laughs> we were together. Yeah. <laughs> but you were with me when, um, EE dot aesthetics came up to me yes. and she was so excited to meet me Yep, and literally was so nervous to introduce herself. And like, I've, I was approached five times. It was like walking or it was like walking around with a celebrity. Okay. I was approached five times <laughs> and I think about that and I'm just like, I still think like, why do people like, <laughs> like why? Which is crazy because <laughs> Ashley's like the most funny. Like if you follow her story, you have to follow her. If you don't already follow her, like it is pure gold entertainment. And like every single day, like so unfiltered, so knowledgeable and like also so deserving. So the fact that like you coming from where you came from, how hard you worked, like saving money, like moving cities, like really putting everything on the line, taking risks. Like these are all things that we don't even give ourselves enough credit for. And I think that's what leads to this imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. When, so with star pill, right. So star pill, I know you have a large facial clientele, yes. facialist clientele <laughs> or ba- uh, what is it called? Like a, there's a lot of audience based. facial facialists. Yeah. yeah. So um I use star pill wax and honestly, it was one of the first brands that I started using once I left European wax center and I just started posting them all the time. And then they would repost me sometimes. And then one day they asked for my address and then sent me like a box of stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is the best day of my life. Um, <laughs> you've made it yeah I literally was like I called everyone I knew I was like sending the picture of the card that they sent me to everybody oh my gosh I love and, it and then like a year goes by and then they came out with another product um their calendula wax and they sent me everything in that line and I was like so cool I was like is this a mistake like <laughs> Have they mistakenly added me to a PR list? I was like, am I on a PR list? (laughs) Um, And then they, they sent me another box. And in one of them, it was like, you're one of 30 people in the whole world who's a Starpill ambassador. And now... Um, and it was never a thing like a, an agreement or anything. They just like kind of started doing this. That's so cool. And just recently they've actually like, ha- they have like, um, an actual ambassador program now. Mm-hmm. And so now like I'm, a, I officially, I signed paperwork. That's amazing. Like, but you helped them pioneer that. Like, I feel like that lots of big brands like Starpro, like other facial product brands, skincare brands are starting to realize the value of bringing on estheticians and bringing on um, like professionals to promote their products because that's, that's what we like. We are the ones that like, we're the authority, you know, which is just crazy. Cause I think about it again, like going back to imposter syndrome, I think about it like, wow, I was literally just posting about how I like the wax 
when I waxed people, like just different things, like talking about when I was like mixing wax. You were just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like never, never thinking anything would come of it. And then like, here I am. Just goes to show like tag, whenever you're using a brand that you like, like tag them. Like every brand in here. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Zandy K, um, mm-hmm. I've done a partnership with them for just reached out to me for something. Um, so cool. And so it's just weird because it's like, I'm, I'm still, I still get those feelings where it's just kind of like, why me? <laughs> why do you want me? What, so what helps you when you're feeling like that? Would you say? So I've gotten a lot better grip on those feelings because I feel like I was missing out on kind of, how do I say it? I felt like I was missing out on relishing in those moments because I was questioning them. Um, So I know I'm funny. Okay. Like I know I'm funny. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Own it. Um, I also know that I'm nice and just based on teaching for five years, I know that I can inspire people and motivate people. Um, so I'm just, so instead of thinking why me now, I think like, of course me, these are things, these are the things I, I want to happen, right? Like we all want like if you use is clinical or hydrofacial mm-hmm. or glymed like all of you guys want those companies to reach out to you and be like mm-hmm. we love you and that you love our products so much yep we want to work with you totally so i'm like uh just kind of how i start following other instagram people and mm-hmm. i'm like i like you i want to be your friend like yes. it's the same thing mm-hmm. um and so i had to really uh, change my mindset when I thought about it, because I was just like, well, of course they want me, you know, like, exactly. Like, and it's, you know, call it cocky, call it whatever you want. It's just, it's not cocky. It's confidence. And I think it's sitting in your worth and owning your worth and knowing what kind of value you bring to the table and what kind of value you bring to a company that's really big. And it's so much better for you to be promoting their products than just a random lifestyle influencer or someone who they're going to pay a bunch of money to. And maybe like, maybe that person will post something about them one time, but you actually do love the product. You really do believe in the product. So it's honest. And I think that's the direction a lot of these bigger brands, they want to go in a more authentic direction. Um, Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's also just like knowing that I worked really hard, Yes, you know, to get to that, to get to this point. Yep. It wasn't like, easy. Like you said, you, yeah. you saved for so long. You lived with your grandma, like yeah. all these things. That's what makes you, you. That's- yeah. And it's like things just like, I mean, you know, too, like yes. anybody here who has a business knows that growth isn't linear. So I wish it could be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it's not like you're sitting here today saying it's so easy for me now either because it just gets harder. Yeah, it really does get harder. There's a lot of sleepless nights. There's a lot of crying. You guys, there is a lot of crying. (laughs) There's a lot of crying. There's, There's just things that you don't even, you don't even know, like, 
I mean, I was just telling Ashley, like when I moved to this new space, like now I'm going to have to get all new, like marketing paper products because they all had my old address. on. Yeah. It's those little itty bitty things that really add up. And then over time, you're just like, it makes you such a stronger person though. And I can attest for this recently. I mean, it almost makes you a stronger person in just so many other areas of your life too. Like you, you can't be a good business owner and have like a shitty personal life. Like it will make you a better person in all areas of life. If you know how to run your business well, and if you are dedicated and you are dedicated to growth and you're standing in your worth, it'll, it will translate to the other areas of your life. Yeah. Cause you guys, Ashley didn't just like open her business and be like, yeah, I'm going to hire this many girls. I want an assistant and we're going to throw up a bunch of neon signs and plants (laughs) in a building (laughs) and give people facials. Like I'm sure you felt like these feelings of imposter syndrome, especially I remember because you brought on, so she brought on a renter before she had an employee because she didn't even know if she could have an employee because she was doubting herself. So like, what was your experience with that? Oh my gosh. I remember going through those motions in my mind of like, first, I don't know if I can afford this huge rent now that I have on top of my house payment, now I have like, and now you know what that feels like. It's yes. like, <laughs> now I oh, have, yeah. it's like a second house payment. Yeah, uh, this rent is more expensive than yes, my house. <laughs> same and same. And that's in, you know, at first I'm like, how am I going to do this by myself? Um, you know, I am going to need to hire someone, a client of mine. You guys maybe have heard her on the podcast, Danielle Stead. She's a, um, she's a lawyer too. Every time she would come in, she would say, what are you going to do with that extra room that you have? And I'm just like letting it sit there, not for very long, for like a month. And I finally was like, just because she kept asking, I was like, I need to do something with this room. I should have been, I probably looking back, should have just hired an employee. Um, but that being said, I did decide to go the renter route. And I'm so glad I did because the woman who rents the room for me is amazing. Like I could not ask for like a better renter situation, but I do know that I got lucky with her. Like if it would be, if it was anyone else, um, if it was anyone like that I didn't get along with or that we didn't vibe, like it would probably not be working out right now, but we get along so well. And she really does add a lot of value to the space. Um, but you know, if I had an employee in there, I would be making more money off the room. Like point blank. So, but I did that as like an insurance policy for myself. Mm -hmm. Like she helps me with the rent now. And like, she's obviously has her own business, so I don't have to manage her, but it kind of did start from a scarcity mindset. It's like, I didn't know if I wanted the responsibility or if I would know how to manage someone. And so I just went, I kind of took the easier route. It worked out for me, but I don't know if I, like, if I had to do it again, I probably wouldn't do the same thing because, you know, now that I do have an employee and I'm seeing how that is going, um, you just have to constantly jump off the cliffs. Like it's like, that's all business. It's really, it's like, you're just, you're maxing, you're maxing out your credit cards every single month. Like just praying it'll work out. (laughs) Yeah. You're literally business is jumping off cliffs and hoping there's water or something (laughs) fluffy below it because man, Every, I mean, none of us were given a handbook on how to run a business, you know, like I said, business isn't linear. And so you're all over the board. It's not ABCD. It's A35GZ. Right. It's, 
like you get thro- thrown cur- like curveballs every day. Every single day, it's something new. And it's hard to, at the end of the day or the end of the month or the end of the years where we're looking at our bank account, we're looking at our net like profit and we're seeing these big numbers, but then, you know, like, you're like that, that's a big number, but that is not what I'm making. It's also not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So this actually kind of brings me into like how you overcome the feelings of imposter syndrome, because one of the biggest things, and I talked to this to the girls, the 25 estheticians that went to Alyssa K's SD Bestie retreat. Um, I did a whole two hour presentation on imposter syndrome. Um, But one of the biggest things that I told them to do, because a lot of the times when, when you're experiencing in, when you're experiencing imposter syndrome, it's those questions to yourself saying like, am I good enough to do this? I, do I fit the mold to do this? You know, me, and this is more a me thing, um, that I know other people in bigger bodies have experienced. I was told that aesthetics is a very visually like aesthetic, um, business and me being overweight could hinder that, you know, mm-hmm. or why should anybody listen to me? Am I qualified for this or to say this, um, that person's been doing it longer, you know, it's all those thoughts and feelings. Um, so when you have to overcome that, which one- is so crazy, like all of those feelings there, if, if you really think about them and you say them out loud to someone else, they really, it kind of puts it into perspective, like how ridiculous it is. Yeah. So the very first exercise that I did with my, uh, with the girls in that retreat was I was telling them that you have to dispute your negative thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. So my thing with like all, like with people noticing me or like messaging me that I inspire them or that I help them pass state board or like the brand partnerships, instead of asking why me, I had to switch that. I had to dispute that. Well, why not you? Right. So when we increase positivity over time, it reshapes our life by changing how we view ourselves while we're promoting self-confidence in ourselves. So I had all the girls on a piece of paper, write One negative thing um, that they feel. So something that makes them feel like an imposter, whether it's sounding stupid on your stories or my posts don't look as good as hers or somebody posted something similar. Like I don't want to copy. And I had them do that. Um, so maybe think about that. If you're driving, like think about maybe one negative thing um, that you like self-talk thing that you tell yourself or that you hear yourself thinking about yourself. Just think about that one negative thing. Yeah. And so then I had, um, I'll tell you guys in a minute what I had them write on the other side, but cause it goes with another one of my points, but I had, um, everybody dispute it. I basically had these girls telling them, each other why they were dumb for thinking the things they wrote (laughs) which is genius I love that um and then so I know you've talked about this um especially like when we've been talked when we've talked about the bosses and beauty course but Mm -hmm. the second thing that I recommend is adopting a growth mindset yes 
So we're less likely to feel like an imposter when we consider ourselves to be a work in progress rather than a finished article. So the thing is, we're always growing. Like we're always taking classes. We're always getting certified in other things, you know? And so we're always growing. It's okay not to know everything. If you are in a room full of people and you know the most, you've outgrown the room. Yep. So adopting that growth mindset and being okay with being not the smartest person. Yep. That's where you want to be. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, I'm constantly telling people that it's like the five person rule. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with the five people that you admire most in your world and like your professional life. Like your environment is stronger than you is what I always tell people. So you, like Ashley said to her point, um, if you're in a room full of experts who you know more than them, or you are the expert in the room, um, get yourself into some other rooms. You can still stay in that room, but don't spend the most time in that room. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then my third point would be visualizing success. So seeing yourself succeed will help you believe that you can. Um, I don't remember if Rhea did this or if I saw it on TikTok or something, Um, but it's that it's the thing where you close your eyes and you point behind you mm. or no, you, you, your eyes are open and you point behind you. Uh-huh. Like you turn as far as you can okay. and, point. <laughs> and then you come back to the center, mm-hmm. you close your eyes and visualizing pointing farther than you pointed. Mm. And then you open your eyes again mm-hmm. and then you point again. And you can almost always go farther than the first time. So crazy. Because you visualize and you saw that you could do it. Yep. Um, I love that. Yeah. So visualizing success, seeing like everything. Like when I'm, when I was thinking about moving into a place, I already knew what countertops I wanted in the place. I knew what the lights. You could see it. I knew I could smell it. Yep. I knew what I wanted to smell. I love that, you know, because I was like, if it's going to happen, I'm going to do it right. I knew what I wanted the floors to look like, which helped me when I was negotiating my contract. I love that, you know? Yep. Um, so visualizing success and write it down. If you don't write it down, it'll never happen. You're going to have to write it down at some point. So do it now, do it early. Yeah. Um, and so on the back of that piece of paper, what I had the girls do was I, my last point and my biggest point was track and, and track and celebrate your wins. Yeah. So like I've said, you know, we, we discount ourselves, right? Like I forget that I moved over here with two 50 pound suitcases and a dog, you know, and lived in a room with my grandma's office. You know, I forget about like the day that I could finally order a Zandy K product. So I had something that my, my clients could use, you know, those are all huge successes, you know, they're big. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Graduating aesthetic school, huge accomplishment, huge, like, it's like passing the state board, huge accomplishment. So 
And keeping yourself in this mindset of like celebrating those wins is so, so important. Even if to you, it seems small or like Ashley was saying in the beginning of telling us about her journey, like her sisters, you know, they had degrees and to her at the time, like getting an aesthetics license wasn't like enough for her at the time, but just celebrating those, like those things that maybe you don't think is enough, even in the beginning will put you in the mindset of like being great, like having gratitude. And then more of that will come into your life, like staying in the, the mindset, the attitude of gratitude. That's when you'll start attracting more of the life that you want. Yeah. Because when you feel like an imposter, one of the most difficult things to grasp is the role that you've had in your own success story because we forget about it. My sisters are the people who had to remind me of all the little, the little and big accomplishments that I've made, even moving into this space, you know, like when I've like called them or my grandma and they've had to like recenter me because obviously I'm irrational at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they had to remind me, you know, I remember like the first time both of my sisters were telling me that I inspired them. And I thought that was so crazy. Like I've critical concept of me, like being able to inspire the people who inspired me to like, want to be better was crazy. So on the backside of this piece of paper, I had all these girls, write Three accomplishments. And it took so long (laughs) because it's so easy, right? When I told you to write something or when I told you guys to think or to write down something that made you feel like an imposter immediately, I bet you could come up with five, (laughs) but coming up with three accomplishments, you're like there all day. They were like, wait, three, you, they has to be three. And so when (laughs) I was reading this out, when I was reading it out loud, I would read their imposter syndrome and they would dispute it. And then on the back, you basically disputed what you've said already. You know, it's just, it's so magical, like transformative. I wish I was at that retreat. You guys go to the next Alyssa K SD bestie retreat. Yeah, it was honestly amazing, but it's just, like I said earlier, you know, like these four things are going to help you overcome, Mm -hmm. you know, imposter syndrome. It's not going to completely eradicate it. It's going to help you be able to deal with it. It's going to help you be able to identify it as, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm being irrational because a lot of, a lot of the girls, um, on some of them, their sin or their, their negative was, I, I don't deserve this success which is just mind boggling to me because everybody listening, everybody here deserves success. You know, if you think you don't, it's stupid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's just identifying that. Okay. That's definitely an irrational thought. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I change that? Yeah. And for me, like the, the way that I get out of imposter syndrome, is just literally not grabbing on to the negative thoughts. So my therapist actually gave me a really cool tool to think about, um, whenever I'm having anxiety, I think about all of my thoughts going down a waterfall and me sitting on the banks of a river, watching the waterfall, like watching all the thoughts trickle down the waterfall and then watching the thoughts like 
flow by, like just stream by. I love that. And the negative ones, you know, you're not, obviously you're not going to want to go grab those out of the river. Right. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Fuck those. <laughs> yeah. I hope we can curse here in the good circle, but yes. yeah. we'll just put explicit, yeah. <laughs> but we're not going to grab those ones. We're going to let those flow by. And then the positive ones, just grab onto your positive thinking is all it is. It's like, you don't want to hold on to the negative thoughts. Like you just let those go by. And then when you start thinking of your accomplishments, like the things that you're proud of, of yourself, those are the ones that you want to really celebrate and revel in. And that's the mindset that you want to stay in. Yeah. And even if you like you guys, even if you write those things down, like have a journal in your, in a dresser, in your workspace or something. And like, like I got my first huge sale today. Yes. I love that. Like I remember the one, one time some, this woman, she came in and she bought four keratin mascaras from me and, um, a lash lift for one of her friends, her lash lift and tent. And it was all like, I don't know. I, I think one client, it was like 700 plus dollars. Those are the great, those, that feeling is so good. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like, are you kidding me? Like that used to be my paycheck. Yes. Like that used to be a two week paycheck nearly. And half of that was going into your savings account yeah. that you couldn't touch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so it's kind of crazy when you, when you turn things and like you, you remember those things. And whenever it, if you write them down, even if it's in notes folder on yes. your iPhone, I love that. And you're feeling down and you go and you read those and you're like, you know what? I'm actually more of a badass than I'm giving myself credit right now Yep. because we all go through ebbs and flows, you know, like we all have had moments where, you know, we're already down. So like, why not like rub some salt in the wound, you know, like feel, <laughs> feel sorry for me. Um, and so I get that, but it's also like, don't stay in that. You know, you have the power to pick yourself out of that. And like you said, like watch those thoughts flow out the river when you're reading all these good things that have happened to you, you know, whether it was like, I got my square reader. I thought that was super cool. I was like, yeah, I I think celebrating the small wins is like so underrated, you know, like Ashley said, do it when you get a big sale or a big tip or a new client who refers like five other people to you. Like those are huge wins. Yeah. Especially if you are having like, what if you had like a full, fully booked week and every single person showed up? That's a win. That's a huge win. Yeah. That's a huge win. Um, but I'll look back and I'll read things and I'll just be like, there was one and it's, it's always stuck out to me because this was just so crazy. Um, but I had a girl, Alex, she worked, she reached out to me after being on the waxing podcast. And she was like, I'm moving out of state. And I think you're hilarious. I think my clients would love you. I want to give you my client list. Like I want to send everybody to you. Like that's incredible. Like who does that happen to? Who does that? Yeah, exactly. It happens to me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy because it's like, I would never even think like, damn, I wish somebody would just leave the state and give me their clients, (laughs) you know, like. But putting yourself in these positions, like she was on a podcast and that happened to her, Um, you know, saying yes to networking opportunities, getting together with your friends for an 
admin day, like all of these things can bring these kind of opportunities. So just get involved in your community. That's always my biggest advice for someone. And also just stay in that the positive vibe mindset. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to stay in a positive mindset when the people that you surround yourself with also have positive mindsets, because I mean, Ashley and I met from the beauty business blueprint, you know, she came into me for a lash lift and then our friendship just kind of started like that. Yeah. I booked an appointment with Ashley, like paid for an appointment. Like I booked it through her website. Like never reached out to me (laughs) when she walked up. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) But put yourself in these positions, you know, don't be afraid to go like try to be someone's friend. Right. Or (laughs) even like messaging them on Instagram, replying to their stories. Like that's how I've made so many friends in the industry. So it makes it a lot easier when I'm having feelings like, Oh, should I like, what do you guys think about this t-shirt? Or what do you guys think about this business idea? Or what do you guys think about the color of the walls or this plant or whatever, Mm -hmm. because then you feel less crazy. Yep. Like, and more connected to your community. Yeah. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Because they've already been there in a lot of cases. And if they haven't, then you're that person for them, which is amazing. You know, exactly. So I think we covered so much. I am honored to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. I'm happy that you are here. (laughs) (laughs) We have to get back to our massive to-do list. Yes. (laughs) But um, I'm going to put in the show notes, some of the things we talked about today. So you guys can check it out. Um, And Ashley will definitely be back on our podcast. Yes, I definitely will. And we'll maybe think of another topic next time. So thanks for joining us and see you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely share it with a friend or with a colleague or with anyone who could benefit. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tag us on Instagram at Good Skin Circle. See you next week.